Oh! Oh! Get with backwards big Gabagool! Chains. You have to date like a girl with a big ass and, you know, fucked up a haircut. <laughs> you gotta have a guma. Is that what they call it? Oh, a guma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, so uh, let's kick it off here. So today is a happy day for furries. Big story in the news that just dropped. We are one step closer to getting cat girl hybrids. So, you guys hear about this? Uh, I did not. No. So, the Japanese government has become the first government to formally support a plan to create an animal embryo with human cells and bring it to term. Why? <laughs> well, it, it doesn't surprise me that it's Japan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whenever you said that, I was like, oh, of course. Yeah, of course. If yeah. any country was going to do it, it'd be Japan. With their but Hello I mean, Kitty love yeah. and their cosplay that's obnoxious. Yeah. And, and you know they were in a race with like South Korea to do it, you know? It was one of them. It had to be. So, you know, this week, Japan's science ministry signed off to allow researchers to birth chimera embryos. This will be the first time we've ever legally had a living, breathing human-animal hybrid. I mean, we've probably done this in Russia or, like, third-world countries. This is the first time it's been publicly announced, and it's a first-world kind of situation. So now it's just a race towards the slippery slope of human-animal porn that both hentai and bestiality enthusiasts have been dreaming of since day one. So, what, but what is chimera for, for the folks at home? So, basically, it's when you take, <laughs> when you take like, a, an embryo of, you know, species A, and then species B, you implant sperm into it. So, you're taking, like, a little bit of humans, and you're putting it inside animals. Are they still going to be, once they are, they're born or hatched or whatever <laughs> inhuman shit they're doing to it, are they going to be mostly human or animal? So it's, it's going to be, in this case, rats and mice. Um, the use case I heard was they're trying to grow a pancreas. And it sounds like just some crazy sci-fi nonsense, but essentially they take the, the human sperm in a gobbledygook petri dish thing and throw it inside of like a rat. So then we put the human pancreas gene in them. They start to grow it, and then once it gets a little little iffy, like it don't fit in their stomach because, hey, humans don't fit in rats, oh. then they take it out, throw it in a Petri dish, and keep growing it. But just to get it, just to get the ball started. Oh. So it's, it's considered like more humane than to like harvest grandma's organs. You know, she's on her deathbed. She doesn't need that shit. So I think that's kind of the... I, that's kind of like I heard uh, years ago they had... Did you guys hear this? Uh, some dude, they grew an ear on his back. Do you guys hear uh, about yeah, that? Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. vaguely and I, and I remember like, hearing something about I mean, that. that's cool and all, but like, wouldn't you want it on your head, though? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and it's so, to be so close to actual ears, you know? Why yeah, but, it, but there? they, there's just like, well, I guess they're getting closer. It's better than ear on your leg. People or can't sneak up on you now. Yeah, that you can hear them coming. You can hear them <laughs> coming from behind, yeah. <laughs> I thought they were trying to create like a like a real life Hello Kitty or something. And I think that's yeah. what the slippery slip is going to end up being. So inevitably, it's going to just accelerate towards the next breakthrough, the next breakthrough, and all the little furries and little people with the Hello Kitty paraphernalia—they're just waiting for that pivotal moment where the cat girl hybrids come around. So that, that's probably going to be a thing. The transhumanist movement is all about this weird shit. Oh, where I can't wait. People want tails, definitely. People, people want the we tails. Want, we want tails. I can't wait for the day when people start accusing me of being transphobic, and I'd be like, well, what do you mean, transgender-phobic or trans-animal-phobic? <laughs> like, now you got to be specific on which trans I'm phobic about. So the transhumanist, there was a funny story that came out recently. Apparently a, a father of a kid that had autism decided to hook his kid up with a bunch of crazy-ass tech and make him into a cyborg. They just figured, let's just fucking hook him up and make him like a robot. Wait, did that dude try to do this with his son? Yeah, like a father that was like a real slick like programmer, 
tech guy, biologist, like high IQ, uh-huh. puts all these like chips in his little autistic son so he can make little help noises and open doors and shit with his mind. Just crazy shit that seems like it's made up. Anything to not spend time with that child. <laughs> What's crazy about that to me is that it's a son. If it was a daughter, usually those are the ones that are dispensable. But this guy... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so that exactly. was so confusing. The quote throwaway kid. Yeah. <laughs> so do, do we know what's going on with the kid now? Is he going to rule the world? Th- that'll be an update for the next episode. I'll have to do some research and get back to you. Because autistic, aren't autistic people, well, I don't know if all of them, but some of them are like geniuses. Yeah. They just yeah, don't yeah. have any social skills, but they're like super smart. So now you're giving them like computer smarts as well. This is going to be the smartest. It's this not is, fair, yeah. Yeah, this is Skynet. This guy just created <laughs> Skynet. I've seen Mercury Rising. I know where this is going. So yeah, I mean, it just it almost gives them like superhuman ability. I don't I, I don't think we need to make the autistic any more powerful than they are. That's where, <laughs> that's where I stand. And especially if you give them like, you know, the transhumanist capabilities, now you're just asking for AI to just fucking slip in there and just take over the, the world. You know what I, though, man? Maybe now that you've mentioned AI, that might be our only hope. Because eventually <laughs> AI is going to be smart than humans the only way we're going to be able to b- battle the ai is by having autistic people enhanced by electronics to counter the intelligence of computers ai autistic intelligence yeah autistic uh, there you go there you go there, there's a we'll have to come up with another acronym for that yeah. yeah there you go so um on the similar topic quack science crazy shit this is interesting i don't know if you guys knew about this but this the scientists in the 1950s conducted a similar like animal type of study to see if they could get dolphins to talk to people. Here's the highlights of the story. In 1958, the U.S. government commissioned a study to see if they could get communication with dolphins off the ground. So for 10 weeks, a young female assistant, Margaret, lived with a dolphin named Peter in a partially flooded two-room house. Theory Sounds going like in- a 50s sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the theory going into this was babies imprint and learn language from their mothers. So if someone's acting as their mother they might be able to pick up the language. So Peter was essentially going to be put in this role of being the child and Margaret was going to be the mother. But there was a problem with this. Peter, the dolphin, didn't want a mother. He wanted a girlfriend. So I mean, why, why does it have to be one or the other? That's a fair observation, my friend. Uh, so uh, apparently Peter started wooing Margaret by nibbling at her feet and legs. When, when his advances weren't reciprocated, Peter got violent. He started using his nose and flippers to hit Margaret's shins, which quickly became bruised. For a while, she wore rubber boots and carried a broom to fight off Peter's advances. <laughs> Eventually, Peter changed his tactics. He smartened up. Instead of biting his lady friend, he started courting her by gently rubbing his teeth up and down her leg oh, yeah, and showing did. off his genitals. That did the job. So Margaret finally gave in and started jacking Peter off. Yeah, that's how I met my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so for all the guys who are lonely out there, still Peter is A-game on this. Yeah, this is like a so pickup a artist. <laughs> <laughs> so Carlos, I'll let you get on this next one. All right, so the next, so they made some progress, but not enough. So Margaret and Peter started doing LSD together, especially during the hot bestiality sessions. <laughs> well, that's how you do it, really. The program was making progress on paper, but the government didn't think too fondly of the LSD use. Of course, that's what they had a problem with, <laughs> LSD. They were surprisingly supportive of the, the bestiality and considered this a breakthrough in human-dolphin relations. 
but the government had to shut it down because the 1950s were different times. Yeah, it's too bad they didn't do this when uh, we had more liberal dolphing fucking <laughs> their mom girlfriend laws and rules. So was this before or after Mr. Ed and people just became obsessed with communicating? I, I don't know, but I mean, I guess the peanut butter trick doesn't work in real life. <laughs> so they had to go with Jack and Amolf. Do I mean. we know if it was Margaret or Peter that brought up doing LSD when they fucked? <laughs> was it the dolphin or the mom girlfriend? It was definitely Margaret. Yeah, yes. you think so? He was trying to, well, you know, let's do drugs and maybe he wouldn't try and <laughs> now, do we know rape if, her, you know? My main concern is like, was the dolphin of age? <laughs> I don't want this to be some... Uh, Are we talking dolphin years or people years? Well, again, I've said this before. I'm kind of conservative this way, but I don't believe in premarital bestiality. <laughs> or premarital pedophilia bestiality. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all that, all that. All that. Well, yeah, you know, you guys make fun of me for being conservative, but <laughs> I was raised Catholic. So apparently the government only had a problem with the LSD use. Everything else played well in the 1950s. This was for sure like some military spending, right? Oh, definitely, definitely. This is like right after they had that giant World War II war chest just hanging out, fucking feeling all smug, just killed a bunch of Nazis, and like, <laughs> we gotta do something else. We've with this. gotta get these Russians with our rapey dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> this would give them the leg up in the Cold War if they had the dolphins able to fornicate at will with anybody they wanted. That's and, and that was, I guess, our military plan for World War Three was just <laughs> get dolphins to rape the Russians. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that if that'll work. All right. So pivoting over to our next topic, unethical life hacks. We have scraped the bowels of the internet to find the most amazing life hacks for those brave enough to dare. So set your moral compasses south and join us for this edition of unethical life hacks. Right, so uh, this is a way to get cheaper movie tickets. Uh, go to the theaters acting deaf or blind. Tickets will be cheaper as they will give you an audiobook if, uh, if requested or a subtitled movie. Enjoy the movie with your fully functional eyes and ears. <laughs> so you can not only get it cheaper, but you can be a dick and tell everyone in the theater you have to put on the subtitles now. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I don't, uh, you know, I've never seen a movie with, like at a theater with subtitles. Have you guys? I've, I've never had one of those assholes in the theater, you know, demanding a subtitle. You know, I think they're just the blind. Oh, Pan's just, Labyrinth. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you like fucking I'm, liar. That was a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I've never, yeah, I mean, actually, that's making me think now. It's like, maybe I've, I've never been to a movie theater with a deaf person. <laughs> I mean, for as often as I go out in public mocking the deaf and blind, I've never thought to, you know, get a discount out of it. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why I, I have never been in a movie theater with a deaf person, because I'm always just railing against deaf people <laughs> so even if there is one there they're like i'm not sitting in the same theater as that <laughs> asshole because i even learned sign language just to fuck with deaf people that's how much i hate them i could yell all day and they can't hear you you're just over there signing i don't need to do this yeah I just, yeah exactly so this is the next one help the homeless anytime you see a panhandler asking for money make it rain but with every homeless transaction make them sign a life insurance policy with you as the beneficiary <laughs> They likely won't refuse because they just want breakfast. So what's it to them if some random gets a payday 10 or 20 years in the future? Increase your odds of a quicker payout by picking really mangy panhandlers, and with any luck, they will be heroin addicts. Cheers! 
<laughs> Dude, there's an entire business plan here. Yeah, I I guess the only what I would add to this is like if they, they'll allow you to tag them, like you got to tag them. <laughs> how else are you gonna keep track of them? Right. So, so, oh, we put numbered tattoos on their arms. Oh yeah, there you go. Somebody did that before, right? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, no. Okay. No, I think it's yeah, the first just time. tattoo numbers on them, and that's how you keep track of them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, this is a, a great idea because in theory, with the optimal homeless selection. You could probably payday in 30 days to a year if you really know which ones yeah. you're picking. I don't, I don't mean to burst anybody's bubble, but they make you do all kinds of tests and stuff for life insurance. Oh, you, you worked oh, in insurance, right? Oh, shit. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, sorry, you worked guys. In no, so you got to drag this guy over for a test? Yeah, yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm not saying to a jump ship or anything. <laughs> we just have to kidnap these people. <laughs> it's just a lengthier process. <laughs> so this next one, uh... Quitting your job without notice... Offer to make a food run, then take everyone's <laughs> money and never come back. <laughs> I mean, I'll take this over, you know, guy that comes back with an AK-47. Uh, drive drunk during a bad thunderstorm. Everyone else's car will be blown around by the wind, so no one will know that you're drunk. <laughs> uh, this would be funny to me if I hadn't actually done this <laughs> in the past. How, how did it play out? That didn't work out too well. I spun my car out. <laughs> I got a DUI. So it makes it even harder to drive drunk. Yeah, it was like, I Mother mean, honestly, I was fine to drive. It's just that I had really old tires and it was raining super hard and my car... Uh, hydroplane? Yeah, hydroplane. That's the only reason that I got into the wreck. I was fine to drive, but fucking thunderstorms. But yeah, sure, do this. So real quick, before next segment, we wanted to talk a little bit about the show in general. We're in the middle of making season one right now. Part of what will determine if we have a season two next is how much traction we get. So it's all up to you guys. If you dig the show, subscribe, tell your friends, review us online, connect with us on social media at Indecorous Comedy on Facebook and Instagram, and Indecorous Pod on Twitter. But the biggest thing you can do to help keep us going is to check out our Patreon campaign. It's one of the coolest Patreon campaigns around. We have some of the best perks, multiple pricing tiers, and obviously, there's a lot of work that goes into making these shows. So it would really help us out along the way and help us justify doing a second season down the road. So check all that out at indecorouscomedy.com. And while you're over there, check out all the other cool stuff we have. We have hilarious animated videos, indecorous meme dumps, and we also sell physical copies of insane retro ads from your favorite corporations that you didn't even know existed. So if you're digging what you hear so far, connect with us and help us spread the indecorous word. Moving on to our next topic, Strange History, where we take a deep dive into the weird, obscure bowels of history and find the weird little fact biscuits that will delight you. So, as a reoccurring gag, I playfully joke about senseless midget gangbangs from time to time. Uh-huh. But what would you say if I told you there was a reason that those gangbangs were all senseless? This wasn't just a goof. What would you What would you say to that? Uh, yeah. Because I'm crescendoing up to a point every time I've said in the past, all those midget gangbangs were senseless. A tape or it didn't happen. So, you guys heard about the legend of the great midget gangbang of 1939? No, I know the 43. Yeah. 40, you know about 40? 1943 and the 1968. There were, there were some... Uh, 1972, <laughs> 1833. Yeah, my favorite was 81. Yeah. yeah. So, you're apparently a midget gangbang historian. <laughs> but I've never heard of 1939. Tell us more. All right. So, are you guys sitting down? Do you already have erections? No, That's but, why I'm uh, sitting down. Yeah, the fun music probably gives it away. But uh, in 1939... There was this fun little movie called The Wizard of Oz. And to date, this has been the largest 
scenario where little people were all in one place at one time under the guise of merriness. This is some zany shit that you guys may not have known about the behind the scenes of the making of Wizard of Oz. Uh, so the 124 munchkins were each paid $100 a week. It was less than the dog that played Toto earned. He was paid $125 a week. So this made them wow. mad. This made them feel like less than human, got them a little salty, and it kind of created that animosity on the set. Well, what yeah. really hurts is that this is still more money than most stand-up comics get paid today. Yeah. <laughs> Can't even make midget money. <laughs> 1939 midget money. 1939 midget. Munchkin, I mean. Munchkin. Oh, oh, hey, sorry. Hey, hey, yes. hey. Munchkin. Whoa. All right, so here's another fact. Uh, a lot of the munchkins were raging drunks. This led to a lot of silly hijinks on the set. Most famously, a lot of the drunken munchkins would sexually harass Judy Garland on set, groping her and putting their tiny hands up her skirt. <laughs> a few of them were seriously trying to court her, but the vast majority of them were doing it just for fun. <laughs> I wonder, now I want to, I was like, well, the ones that were trying to court her, did it ever get anywhere? Like, so, how successful were Do you have the statistics for that one, Ian? I do have, <laughs> I do have an anecdotal account I'll share. Uh, apparently, he had literally no game. He would just put his hand up her skirt, fill around, be like, hey, will you go on a date with me? And, you know, grippy, 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 touchy, touchy, touchy. And she was like 15 at the time, so she was horrified. So she had no game herself and was just sort of a stranger to courtship. And in, in her mind, this was like, maybe... This is how, this how you do it. <laughs> maybe, maybe they just grope you and ask you on a date. So she was just awkward as fuck and was like, uh, I don't know if my parents would like that. And then they're like, oh, well, how about I come to your house tonight and talk to your parents and ask your daddy if I can court you. Is this uh, a real thing or just a porno you watch at some point? <laughs> this a, sounds like the plot of like the Shit. porno version of uh, that was, Wizard it, of fuck. Oz. No, it, it actually really happened. Actually, I don't happened. know. I mean, I, you, know, you know, obviously we hear a lot about... What, how bad a lot of actresses have it in Hollywood and, and show business because all these fucking perverts are trying to feel them up and shit. But, but not tiny little hands. No, that's up. fucking creepy as fuck. And, but, and a bunch of them, it sounds like. That's the worst Me Too ever. <laughs> it really is. Because I have a, and cause who do you sue at that point? Because it's all of them. You know? have a class action suit against I guess at that point, it's just, yeah, that's all munchkins. So there, there was a lot of group think that kind of erupted from this. What happened next was interesting. So one drunken midget was a bad apple that spoiled the fun for everybody. He got really drunk and had an emergency and got stuck in the toilet on set, which is a funny visual in and of itself, but then the ramifications of this were hilarious. As we know, adult-sized toilets have notoriously been a foil for people of smaller stature while drunk. I, I didn't know this. Everyone knows this. Everybody. Right, got, right, come on. Right. Okay. Sorry. It's like stop, drop, and roll. Yeah. They teach you this in kindergarten? So, so after this incident... The studio required all the munchkins to be accompanied to the bathroom by taller people. Oh, my God. That's got to be the fucking... How condescending is that? What if you're just really short? Do you also have to bring somebody taller? Because I'm not that tall myself. I, I, just, I would start requesting it out of spite, even if I didn't need the help. Yeah. Yeah, you watch and smell you just, Yeah, and stare into their eyes as you're fucking taking a shit. <laughs> I'm assuming they get paid less than the munchkins who are already being paid less than the dog. Who, the shit watchers? I mean, gotta flow downhill. You know? That would have, yeah, see, I'm like, I, I was just looking at it from the munchkin perspective, but fucking tall guy perspective is even worse. Now you gotta sit, stand there while they're fucking shitting. Yeah, could you imagine you sign up just to be a gafter on set and they're like, okay, your new job is to go shit the munchkins. <laughs> go take the munchkins to shit and watch them. 
Watch. Make sure they don't fall. Hold their hand. Make make sure they don't get swallowed by the toilet. Keep them from fondling fifteen-year-olds. Oh yeah. No, they didn't care about that. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, they did. If they really gave a shit, they would be like, okay, just fucking somebody chaperone these drunk midgets. Make sure they don't accidentally fist the star of the movie. <laughs> they didn't care about that part, but hey, then one of these might fall into the plumbing and back everything up. So keep an eye on these fuckers. You know, hold one up so he can reach the payphone and ask Judy Garland's father's <laughs> hand in marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Father's yeah. But this whole this whole silly business had horrible ramifications. So uh, once the restroom supervision was put in play, the cast and crew all started treating the munchkins like children. Many were accidentally forced to attend school with the regular kids on set. The humiliation just got them madder and drunker. The story goes that the people that had to do the on-school teaching of the little kids that were on set, they just started collecting all the little kids. Come over here. We're going to go to the little classroom. And a bunch of the munchkins were just kind of hanging at the wrong place at the wrong time. And they got kind of swooped up and pulled in to the fun of learning the ABCs and 123s. And if you're, if you're that hammered, you can get roped into anything, you know? <laughs> yeah, really. I hope they at least got the other kids drunk while they were in class with them. <laughs> but the crescendo and segue point here at the end is this humiliation just got them madder and drunker. So now... All right, so again, I don't know if you guys heard this, but they all stayed in the same hotel for eight weeks. The studio cheaped out and tried to sleep them three to a bed. <laughs> According to police reports, there were orgies every night on every floor of the hotel. Every morning, local police would pick them up in butterfly nets... <laughs> Because they would just be randomly passed out on the street, naked near the hotel. Wait, so the orgies would start at the hotel and then somehow they'd end up naked out in the street? <laughs> exactly. And they'd catch them with butterfly. They could have they could have not done that, but it would just be funnier if they did it. Yeah. Is that why they... Like, it would be more cartoonish if we did it this way. Like an old school dog catcher? Just yeah. <laughs> coming down on them with a net. Like, we, we could just pick them up with our arms, but, you know, somebody might want to make a podcast someday where they talk about the ridiculous way that we try to humiliate them even further. Sleeping through to a bed... And then, of course, that's going to lead to orgies because, you know... Is that really... I mean, is that really... Is that all it takes? You just have to... If you're just with two other people in a bed, it's always going to be an orgy. That's not the way my life has worked out, unfortunately. Because <laughs> I think that's happened before when I've had to share a bed. And it, I hate when I hear these stories. They're like, well... You know, they were both in the same room, so you know what happens. It's like, well, usually nothing with me, but apparently everybody else is fucking just because they're within the vicinity of each other. But let us not forget fun fact three. The humiliation just got them drunker and madder. So this precipitated the three per bed, you know... I think, I think that was the secret sauce that made three per bed turn into the The humiliation orgies. got them madder, and their way to get back was just fucking... Despite orgies. You know, yeah, the orgies were in spite. So, I mean, if you do the math on this, 124 munchkins, same hotel, sleeping three per bed. This is probably definitively the biggest midget, midget gangbang of all time. I wish I was in the crew or something, like, so I could just hang out with them at whatever this hotel was. Microtel, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Get it? Because they're little. Because <laughs> uh, then I'd be the only normal-sized person, so I'd be like a god. So this last point is where we're going to try to get the, uh, the change.org people fired up on this. Back in 2007, the Munchkins were formally recognized with their own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. But tragically, to this date, Pornhub has not officially recognized the great midget orgy of 1939 as the greatest of all time. And we think that's a tragedy. Oh, no. Well, what do they think is the greatest of all time? Do they just not have a category for I it? I mean, this, this <laughs> is where we need the, the listeners to just blaze change.org and fire up the Pornhub area or aria 
and just, you know, DM her a bunch. Make this shit happen. They, I, they deserve it. I love how, like, to honor their work, they gave 124 people one collective star. <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, they could all fit in one star, Cause, right? Because they're just like us, you know? Yeah. And it only took them, what, 75 years to give them that star? Yeah. And and to be fair, I mean, maybe this Munchkin gangbang was just celebrating the invasion of Poland. <laughs> you know what? Hadn't thought about that. Deep thoughts. Huh? 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 So, Factor Farce, gang, we are going to dazzle you and literally blow your brains all over the fucking wall. You will be the hero around the water core tomorrow as you regurgitate the amazing truth that you will soon learn. Today's Factor Farce, I'm going to show you guys two little tidbits, and you'll have to guess which one is fact, which one is farce. So Adolf Hitler was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize in 1939 by a member of the Swedish parliament, E.G.C. Brandt. This is before anyone knew he was naughty, so plausible. There are cells in the human body called gay cells, which cause leukemia. Which one is fact? Which one is farce? I'm guessing that Hitler did get nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize, because I know it sounds like a... Got almost like a Trumpian thing to do. Be like, nobody's more peaceful than me, like as he's invading <laughs> another country. And then the, the, the gay cells, you think, oh, they would never call it some horrific word, is it? They would be called homosexual cells. I'm going to go with Hitler nominated for the Peace Prize, because I think at that point is when they were still negotiating with him. And then gay cells, they give you AIDS. I was like, <laughs> I don't, that's not, that's not uh, medically correct. So, so, so okay. I'll, I'll, I'll spill the beans. You guys are now two for two. Bam. But, wow. but, but I'll, have to, I'll have to take issue with that last thing you said, Carlos, because the technical nuance on this last one is actually the other way around. The, the cells in, in question... But leukemia makes you gay? No, no, no. Even, even more fun. Oh. The cells in question are actually called, and I'm using air quotes here, faggot cells. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Serious. They're actually called faggots, air quotes, Faggot cells. Faggot cells cause leukemia. Faggot cells cause leukemia. Well, okay. And Adolf Hitler was nominated by someone as, as a goof. It was a... Oh, as a goof? Oh, wow. That's great. That's my new hero. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> that is. Did he nominate Stalin eventually, too? <laughs> Paul Potts? All right. So the next two, I'll let Carlos take this. All right. The state of Ohio gives out different colored license plates for those who served in the military. Right? That sounds nice. Sounds possible. All right. The phrase rule of thumb is derived from an old English law, which stated that you couldn't beat your wife with anything wider than your thumb. All right. One of these is true. One of these is false. Uh, can I? Uh, Bobby D. He's going to phone a friend. <laughs> yeah. Can you take this one? Do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah. That second one's definitely true. I've heard that. One. I've heard that one before. Have you? Yeah. Well, of course you would know about that. <laughs> All right. Well, then I'm gonna go with I, number. I've used that as defense. Uh, court <laughs> number. I'm gonna go with number two then. Oh, man, you guys are killing it. The, the Ohio thing. They actually make people that have Deweys have the special oh. license plate. So yeah, they, they give them out for people that have a DUI. You know? nah. So you're out on the road. You can spot who's more fun. But yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, just so heroes in general. Yeah, basically, <laughs> that's the common thread. Dumb laws in Alaska. I hope you guys don't mind. I came up with a theme for this segment. Dumb laws in Alaska. Dumb laws in Alaska. Oh, yeah. Uh, They're the dumbest laws in Alaska. Who wants to take the first one? Just jump in here free for all. 
So, uh, moose may not be viewed from an airplane. I mean, are like, are you people going around like authority figures covering people's eyes? How are you gonna shoot them from the airplane if you can't see them? I mean, duh. <laughs> but I mean, the way they phrase it is like, all right, if there's moose down there, close your eyes. Yeah, it's not the sound of the airplane. It's that if you make eye contact from yeah. thousands of feet in the air, it's they, just they go yeah. ballistic. They get very anxious. They're very private animals. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like be, they like they, they they like people to respect their privacy. Are you looking at me? Yeah, yeah, that's right. From thousands of feet yeah. in the air. You're looking at. This next one's pretty fun. While it's legal to shoot bears, waking a sleeping bear for the purpose of taking a photograph is prohibited. Just to take a picture, but so you can wake enough to shoot him, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Like literally shoot him. Just and don't you, shoot him with a camera. And 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 you can take a photograph if they were already awake. But it's the waking to take the photograph that gets into that you know gray area, the moral gray area, if you will. I mean, I, I like to find the fucking idiot that's poking bears to wake them up to take a fucking picture. I mean, like there's some celebrity that you've got to get like them to you know pose with you. Like uh, like the bear, oh, like so you can take a selfie with. Like, the... look, I, I'm I'm so sorry to ask you this, bear, but you know, can we? Do you mind can if we, we take a picture and then together? The, so it's actually the bears were like they went to the fucking House of Representatives in Alaska and be like, yeah. listen, we're tired, man. We, we're tired we of get... this inconsiderate behavior. I mean, we you know I know we hibernate for four months, but listen, we don't want to be woken up just for this. Yeah, d- look, you can't take pictures of me when I'm asleep. You can draw dicks on my forehead all day long. Yeah, do but... that. I guess I guess the bear lobby is very powerful in Alaska. Uh-huh. I think that so. they can get these laws passed. And well, they got that oil money, you know. They got so, that oil. Yeah, yeah, they get it. I think bears bear get a money. check every year and the in moose, Alaska. And the moose lobby is ridiculous too. Look at this next yeah. one. Apparently, the animals are very, very powerful in in Alaska. I guess that explains why Sarah Palin got elected governor. Of Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take so it. the last one is it is considered an offense. To push a live moose out of a moving airplane. So another moose airplane get. Here's the thing, though, is that if you're not pushing a live moose out of an airplane, then some people <laughs> might find out that you had sex with that moose up there. <laughs> oh. So that's where it is. You're trying to cover up for what you just <laughs> did. <laughs> like, you have a witness now, yeah, exactly. and that's why you push it out of the airplane. We gotta find you the can't have them running around one. warning all the other moose. I think, isn't this the plot of Con Air? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's better than the plot of Con Yeah, Air. no shit. Man, beat snakes on a plane, man. I did. So I guess that's I guess that's it, gang. So um, anything else you guys want to get off your chest? Uh, hateful haiku. Uh, you know, wish, wishes to grandma. Anything else? No, I just wanted to say uh, hello to all my fans. They're the real MVP. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Until next week. <laughs>